Welcome to Popcorn Cinema, the movie podcast where we look at the best popcorn movies from all the decades. All of the decades. All of them. It's a new year and we're changing the blurb to all the decades. We're being more inclusive with our movie critique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Willis. I'm Sam Layton. And we're back for 2023 to discuss more movies. Woot. So we've got a big topic today for the first episode of 2023 actually uh we're gonna talk about superheroes because superhero movies obviously a big thing in the 2000s have been a big thing for like the last 10 years at least yeah at least it's wild i would say since uh what was like the first iron man was when the mcu really took off so at least i don't know you could market at any point but like since the mcu took off first iron man so yeah whenever that was 2000 early 2000s early i don't know 2000 we'll say <laughs> um so yeah superheroes we haven't really talked about superheroes in the podcast much no um, we haven't. so today what we're going to do is we're each going to discuss some of our favorite superhero movies movies that we really enjoy from the superhero genre from any decade all the decades and then in the second half of the episode we'll look more specifically at batman begins because i know you're a really big bat batman's one of your favorites i am and i just before we started recording took off my batman glasses some would say that I just, just a little, I like him, you know, just, just a little bit. I'm a, I'd say I'm a Batman fan. I'm not as big a fan as you. I like Batman. Um, but I don't, I don't go crazy over Batman. I don't have any Batman glasses or anything. Well, you got to get up to my level of cool. Mm. Um, it's not like, I feel like for you, Batman is like Star Trek for me. It's like, you look yeah, forward to accurate. all the Batman stuff. Yeah, I read the comic, or I've been reading the comics, um, brushing up on my lore. So, yeah. I actually have done, I've done a little bit of Batman prep, because I knew we were going to do this. I've done a little bit of Batman prep, too. I watched a little bit of Batman, the animated series. Oh, best series. It is It is really good. I know that's really its good. reputation, but I watched a couple episodes, and I was like, man, this is really, really good. The 1930s art style is really really cool it's, yeah. it's good it's really good yeah. opinion that i would like to state as fact as a lot of the people i know share this viewpoint um might be controversial but it shouldn't be kevin conroy r.i.p best batman ever of all the live actions of all the animated bat kevin conroy kevin conroy is my batman he he's like yeah I yeah. guess he also came around when we were growing up, Batman the Animated Series and whatnot. But yeah, Kevin Conroy, top tier Batman. I think that is, uh, I don't think that's super controversial. I think I, that is be. like a reasonably common opinion. We'll probably talk about that in Batman Begins with Christian yeah. Bale, how well he holds up and all that. But um, yeah, because I, I, I'm sure I've seen Batman the Animated Series. I'm always more of a Spider-Man the Animated Series and X-Men the Animated Series when I was a kid. Ah, those were also um, good. Yeah, I watched Spider-Man the Animated Series a lot. Mm. But I knew Kevin Conroy from um, 
I played the Arkham video games, which were also really good. So at least good. the first two were like really good. And then I think the third one, which I never played, is not like is held in as high esteem. But yeah, it is really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um favorite superhero movies. I know I, I picked three. I had two were really easy for me to pick. Two were like right off the bat. I was like, these are the easy. I've got these. No question. And then I had a hard time with the third one. There was like a lot of different choices for the third one. So um, I don't know how you went with your picks, but I'm interested to hear what you have, what you've gone with. Okay. Um, I also went with three. Yeah, I also went with three. So my first and the first one that came to my mind is Mask of the Phantasm, which is a Batman animated movie that came out in the 90s. That one, I've watched it a bajillion times as a kid, had the VHS, and then I've watched it quite a few times since being a grown human, and it still holds up. That is a fantastic superhero movie. You know, Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill as the Joker. Um, It's got a stellar cast, and... it just it really holds up for me. I think it's a it's a a really great superhero movie. You've got the cheekiness. It's very you know comic booky. It's you know it came out during the run of um, Batman the animated series, so it's obviously in that style. So it's serious. It's funny. It's comic booky. It's um, yeah. It, it, the characters are all very dimension multi dimensional. The cast is phenomenal, and I I think it just, it holds up really well. Still, all these years later, that is one of my all-time favorite superhero movies, for sure. So, Mask of the Phantasm. Blade was the second one that came to my Mm. mind, um, which you kind of nailed yesterday when we were chatting. Blade, This has been mentioned before. This has come out, you know, in the media since the Marvel Universe has taken off. Blade was done wrong by Marvel (laughs) um, because Blade really was the first Marvel quote unquote movie to come out. And well, no, take away the quotes because it is a Marvel movie. Blade was the first of the MCU movies to come out and it was just not taken it was, I think it was taken pretty seriously as like an action movie, but I don't think it was taken serious as part of like a comic book universe. Yeah. You know, and it's not until what the last, I guess, eight, five, eight years that people are like, oh shit, we fucked up Blade. Yeah. That was, that was the OG comic book movie um, or MCU movie. Yeah. I think it really, I think when they did it, it, confirmed that they could do i think that blade and then the sam raimi spider-man's like confirmed that they could do it yes then iron man was where they were like okay and now we're going to do the mcu and then they just haven't gone back to like incorporate i mean they're going to do it now but it's been so long yeah i mean this was this was like peak wesley snipes this was before i mean oh it's his iconic thing you would iconic right Um, I I mean, I would say. Yeah, I I would say that too. And it was funny as I was watching it last, I rewatched it last night because why not? And it's funny because I was watching it and I realized that I do this thing where any movie that I see him in, 
if there's a female lead or, you know, counterpart with him, my mind automatically goes to his dead wife in Passenger 57. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but like the doctor comes on screen and I'm like, oh, Lisa. I'm like, that's not Lisa. Different movie, Sam. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I do that. But yeah, Blade, phenomenal movie. I have, I, I, I didn't write any critiques down of it, but like I, that is a phenomenal movie. Wesley at his peak, you see all of his, you know, was cool about him. What used to be cool about him um, mm. <laughs> was that he did his own fighting stunts because he's uh, like a well-trained martial artist. So all the like the fight choreography and stuff like he has no stand-ins, which I think is awesome. He's just so badass as that role. It just has that that early two thousands vibe. It it's really very does. specific. Like yeah. I re- I think that and Underworld and probably the first couple Resident Evils are yeah. in a in a similar kind of category of this like early two thousands sort of action horror vibe. Yeah, it's like dark and like there's trance music playing in the background. It's all this leather and yeah. even like the first Matrix kind of. Is, yes, it has that like Rob Zombie kind of thing. Yes, yes. Um. Oh man, Chris Christopherson. Mm. It's it's just so good, and it's vampires. It's vampires done right, Jeff. <laughs> Before they were turned into sparkly. Yeah, pre Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Those are not real vampires. But yeah, Blade as a superhero movie, phenomenal. Also, Sirius has some cheeky moments. The, I don't really know what message you would take from that movie. Um, but it's, I, what I also like is that Blade in the animated Spider Man movie, the uh, com- uh, not movie, series. Blade in that series is. I hate him in the animated <laughs> series in the nineties. He was, I, I hate every second of him. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is my blade. They, they, they did really cool things with his character. I don't know much about blade lore other than what I know from the movie. So I'm not sure if he's like kept close to comics or anything, but I like that they went in a completely different uh uh, way than in the animated the Spider-Man animated series yeah so that would be my second and then my third one which I struggled with quite a bit to find similar to it sounds like what you did mm. and I after some soul searching I went with um what oh Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse oh that's a good one yeah, that movie's so good. So good. I tried to go more older because, you know, some of them are really good that I don't think get enough credit. But that one, that one is so good. Yeah. That's a really great superhero movie. Um, the cast also phenomenal. Again, serious, cheeky, not not uncomfortable cheeky. I love how comic booky it is with the pow and the kick. The message is pretty cool. I, I they they did a phenomenal and sometimes with comic book movies, with superhero movies, and we can talk about this in a bit, but I find they do a lot of trying to add 
so many things in one movie and then it just becomes convoluted. DC is really bad for that. Yeah, the um, Zack Snyder effect. This is uh, a big Zack Snyder problem. So bad. And this movie, while it does have a lot going on, it's every part of what's going on has its beginning, middle, and end to it. And it's all wrapped up in this nice little bow of a hour and a half, two hour movie. I really liked it. Yeah, it's good. It's a really good movie. I think it was because I, I remember when that came out, I had not heard of it until it was out. And then someone, uh, a friend of mine came over and was like, do you want to watch this movie? And I was like, sure. And we watched it. And I was like, oh, man, that was great. That was like really yeah. good. Um, yeah, looking forward to the sequel. I hope it's equally yeah, as good. Same. I think for me, one of the biggest things when I look at superhero movies is you know, you've got the hero, obviously, and are they, do they live up to hero status? Do they go on this journey? Um, you know, is their character arc? And then the villain, I also think has to match up with the hero, right? The villain needs to be on par with the hero, because if the villain is kind of weaker or shittier than the hero, then it's just boring, mm. right? The stakes need to be high, and they need to be good counterparts, you know? And I think in the movies, that's the movies that I listed, in my opinion, all of them, the villain or villains and the hero, they match up. Yes. Yeah. I think those are all good choices and they're all not, uh, you know, they're not traditional. They're not like the Avengers. They're not like the obvious choices. Yeah. I mean, mine might be a little bit more obvious than that, to be honest. That's okay. What did you go with? Uh, so my first pick was, or is, a movie I really love, Superman 1978. You know, I kind of knew you were going to throw in a Superman. Yeah, I mean, I it's not like I have any big affinity for Superman in particular. Mm -hmm. I just love that movie like i think it's a great movie i, I think great christopher movie. reeves is just fantastic as superman the casting across the board in that movie is great um gene hackman as lex Luthor, like he's a real like you were saying he's a really good counterpart for christopher reeves in particular and he just has a great like ha 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 not today superman vibe like he's yeah. really really fun i really like because that that truly was the first sort of comic book superhero film. It has a very big scope sort of old Hollywood vibe, almost like like a Gone with the Wind or like a Lawrence of Arabia. Like it's obviously a comic book superhero movie, but it has that big old Hollywood scope. And I think that's really cool. Like it, it it's a really just fun and kind of warm. it's like a big warm fuzzy blanket that whole movie it's it's well made and it's exciting the cast is good the john williams score is just like it's fantastic like forever that will be the superman theme no matter how many times they make superman that will be the superman theme i may uh, maybe i'll edit a little bit of it in like a couple seconds of it in in case anybody hasn't heard it because it's just fantastic
so yeah i mean i just think that movie is great i think the first two superman movies are are great and then it's it's really a shame that the rest of the christopher reeve superman movies are like bad not good (laughs) Um, i mean they're sort of entertaining in their own way because they are so bad but um the first two particularly the first one is really 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 good like i said i think it's just like a big warm fuzzy blanket and i really really enjoy it and um there's just it's just nice like there's just something nice about it like it's not cynical it's not dark it's just a big nice movie that kind of has this old hollywood vibe and it sets the stage for basically everything that we have today so it's great i just really enjoy it i think it's a really really good movie so I think it one. holds up. I think it holds up. Um, you know, I watch it every now and again, and I still think it, I watched it maybe a year or two ago and I was like, it's still, it's really, really good. So that's my first, that's my first pick. Uh, my second one, which maybe you would have guessed kind of like, I guess, Blade, Wonder Woman 2017. Of course. Um, you and your Wonder Woman. Because, you know... In this house, I'm a Gal Gadot stan, as they say, as the young people say. Is that what the youths say? That's what the youths say. Ah. I really like that movie. There's a lot to say about that movie. I think if you go on basically anywhere, if you go to Letterboxd or any of those places and read some of the reviews, there's a lot of reviews about sort of the the political statements that it was making having you know wonder woman be the superhero and having the female fronted superhero movie and all those kind of things i don't want to talk too too much about that but i mean definitely go read that kind of stuff if you're interested in it i will say it's crazy that that's like a big political discussion that we were having in 2017 i mean of all the things that marvel has done right even though i i'm not the biggest mcu fan like i'll give them credit for doing a lot of things right but like taking forever to get to finally doing a female fronted superhero movie and then having it kind of just be like a not particularly like high profile black widow movie is like not great like that's that's a pretty That's dropping the ball. And I mean, you know, give DC credit for finally doing it, but still it took them until 2017 to do it. So I don't know. There's that aspect of it. So yeah, I I, I don't want to talk too much about that. Although I, it was, I do think it was a big deal and it was, I think, especially a big deal that it came out in 2017. I think a lot of people felt I think it had a lot of extra sort of oomph coming out in 2017 because we were like in the beginning of the Trump presidency and there was yeah. a lot of uh, sensitivity around women's rights issues surrounding that. So there's that part of it. And I think that's important. What I like so much about it, though, or like what really speaks to me about it is it kind of like in a similar way to Superman, like Wonder Woman as a superhero, I think is cool because 
especially the way that she's portrayed in that movie. She is very, at least in the beginning, very naive and she doesn't know about like the human world and all that. And then she goes out into the world and it's world war one. And she's like, I'm going to go out into the world and everything's going to be great. And like, I'm going to do all this stuff and it's going to be cool. And like, everything's going to be fine. And she goes out into the world and world war one's happening. And it's like devastating and everything's terrible. And she like has this realization, like the world is fucked. Like humans are fucked. Like everything's terrible. This is awful. Like, especially all these old white guys are just like ruining everything. And then she still has the realization, like, even though the world is kind of fucked, it's worth fighting for. Like, it's still worth protecting and it's still worth fighting for. And I think that's a really important message. And, like, I think it's really cool. And I think it there's Batman has that a little bit, but like his own drive is so personal i don't think you like quite feel it at that like larger scale so much and i think her um kind of larger look at humanity and being like yeah humanity is really flawed but it's still worth fighting for i just really like that i think that's a really great message and i think it's like inspiring in its own way, particularly because she is Wonder Woman and she's not just like, you know, Superman. Like, right. I, I, I think it's cool. I really, really like it. I think the movie itself is really good. The big criticism of it is that the last third um, just kind of is like a kind of incoherent superhero punch up <laughs> and like that's totally valid i think that's 100 percent right i agree with that criticism completely the movie would be way better if that last part of it was something different which i think they originally wanted to do in the script but it was the executives that were like no you need a big punch up at the end which sucks because it's almost it's almost perfect but like the rest of it is so good that like eh, whatever that last part of it not being great like yeah fine whatever I can live with that. So yeah, I really really like that movie. That was my that was my number two. That's my number two pick. Nice. My number three. I had a, I had a hard time with this. I had a really hard time with this. I went through so many different things. I was like oh, maybe I should pick one of the Sam Raimi Spider Mans. Yeah, because they're choice. they're good. Yep. But then I was kind of like uh, I think. I think I need to rewatch those, but I think I look back on those with like probably more nostalgia than them actually being great. That's Although people true. really do like Spider-Man too. Then I was like, uh, Dark Knight, like legitimately, I do love the Dark Knight. It's it's great. It's, Dark it's so a hard great to argue movie. against it. Yeah. I, 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 I was going to pick that. I think it's a little like everyone has that on their list. Yeah. You know? Well, I yeah, I was reading some of the reviews of that again on, on Letterboxd, and I didn't realize how, like, within the film community, it's really divisive, actually. Like, oh. there's th there's people that are like, yes, all of the accolades are, it's great, it's, like, the best superhero movie, it's fantastic. And then there's, like, another community of people that are like, it's really bad <laughs> because wow. it, it created all of these um, tropes and uh, different things that influence film going popular film going forward that are just bad. Like it just created all these different tropes that 
it started a lot of bad trends, basically. So there's a lot of people that don't like it for that reason. Kind of like how like the Inception, like when they did the blah sound, like oh, everything was like yeah. blah for like the yeah. next five years. I think there's a lot of people that look at the Dark Knight and were like, that made everything so dark and gritty and morally gray and like all these different tropes and different issues that we don't like it because it just started all these trends that we we think got overplayed and are bad i don't agree with that necessarily i just think it's it's such a good movie it's i don't know i i can understand some of the art we'll talk about dark knight at some yeah, point yeah, probably. Yeah. um so anyways i picked and this this is a choice that's outside of the box okay resident evil 3 Okay. It is a superhero movie. I looked up the definition of superhero. Yes. A fictional hero having extraordinary or superhuman powers. Mila Jovovich in that movie, my girl Mila, she has superhuman powers. She's a fictional hero. She does good. It's a superhero movie. Why am I not surprised that you tried to find a way to put Resident Evil in this? Why? I wasn't, I wasn't like, out to find a way to put it in but you I did was, you got I her was in like, there when i watched that movie which i love i love that movie so much i always watch it and i'm like oh she has superhuman powers she's like a superhero this is a she superhero does. movie and um it's it's a favorite movie of mine and she has superhero powers and that makes it my favorite superhero movie that's so fair. it's in there I would say the villain also like the, the villain. Quite uh, high. The villain in that movie is so good. That's another one of the reasons matches, why I love it. Yep, he the villain matches is, with her with her level of like I need to fight this this shit, and the villain's like, you're all gonna be zombies. Yeah, and in that one in particular, um, the guy that plays. The villain is Sir Jorah from Game of Thrones, which most people will recognize him as um, as that character, Ian Glenn. He, I mean, the overall villain of the series is the Umbrella Corporation, right. but Ian Glenn is like the mad scientist in that one. And he's just so fantastic. He's over the top and he's chewing scenery and he's teaching zombies how to use cell phones and it's so dumb and fantastic and he's such a good foil for her with her superpowers like part of the issue in that movie is that she's like programmed by the umbrella corporation and they're like trying to hack into her with satellites and stuff but she also she has these like superpowers where she can like do kinetic like psychokinetic flames and stuff and uh at the end he turns himself into like some big zombie monster and fights her and it it's just they're perfect foils for each other it's the best i think in that series of the six movies that there's like a uh sort of one-on-one -on -one villain versus her it's a great movie her superpowers are cool when she does this big like jedi mind power flame bubble it's awesome she like jumps around with these like dual wielding machetes and it's awesome everything about that movie is awesome it's great it's fantastic it's a good superhero movie i really like it 
you know, like I said, there's a I I for a long time I was gonna pick Dark Knight because it's the more traditional choice. I really do love it. If I'm being serious and gonna argue like what is the the best movie, like it's obviously it's the Dark Knight, but like if I just want to sit down and enjoy a movie that I really like and will have fun watching, I just enjoy Resident Evil 3 so much. It's uh one of my favorite movies. So that was my pick. I was looking Resident 3 Resident Evil 3 up while you were talking about it and I do remember seeing this one and I do remember liking it cuz the action was a lot of fun. It was yeah. really it was good they go action. Go to Las Vegas yeah. and like all these zombies come out of like a um like a trailer that's buried beneath the sand and she fights with the machetes and there's a part where all these like birds attack the it's it's all kind of, it's resident evil 3 extinction i should say the yes. name of that one yes um but yeah it's the mad max one where they're in like the desert yeah uh, you know it's bad it's a bad movie but it's yes. really entertaining it's like, fun it's, it's, it's very a fun, fun movie. And I think in that sense, yeah, you know, again, I th- I think, and I, I also looked up, you know, what what are the parameters for a superhero movie? What makes a superhero movie? And yeah, you know, you need a good soundtrack. You need... Um, movie has, that one has a good soundtrack. Yeah, you need, you need a good soundtrack. You need, um, you know, a clear cut story. You need your hero to you know go on this this hero's arc journey you need the villain or villains and the stakes need to be as high for the villains as they are for the hero um yeah. some may argue but i think for a good superhero movie you need to have some campiness in it i think campiness is important when we're talking about superheroes because to me that is what plus like the powers and that stuff but that's what's separating it from just any other action movie Right. Like other action movies are trying to be somewhat realistic and they have like their dark humor jokes in it. I think a superhero movie, they're they're trying to be realistic within the world that they've created. They're not necessarily trying to be realistic within our world, whereas a lot of action movies are. And then the campiness, I think, is important. And Resident Evil 3 definitely has its campiness. Um, I think all of the movies that we've discussed have its campiness. It's not like Joel Schumacher, Mm. Batman level campiness, you know, um, Adam West level campiness. That's, that's a whole other different side of the camp Um, that I think also has its place and its value, but um, they, they need a bit of campiness and you need so you need the characters need to take what's going on seriously. If it's schmackty, what I learned that was a term I learned in uh, undergrad, where like you're you're acting, but you're also like overacting at the same time, and you might not take what you're saying seriously. It just comes off as very kind of cringy or cringe, as the youths say. <laughs> and I think all of these movies do have that level those different levels in them and to me that's what makes a good superhero movie i would say i like when these movie like you were saying when these superhero movies construct i mean i think this is something that 
I'll talk about with the Nolan Batman movies, when they construct their own universe that has its own rules that feel plausible and make sense. Yeah. Like people often talk about the Nolan movies as being like the realistic Batmans. And like they are to an extent, they're still like, like the nature of Batman is a little bit goofy. Like he's always going to be a little bit goofy. Yes. But like Nolan does a great job, I think. And Batman begins without giving away what I think of the movie. I think it does a really good job looking at it now and knowing what comes next, the next two movies. It really does a good job of like creating this foundation and the rules of the universe that he's going to then expand on in the next two movies. And I think Raimi does that well too. Like, yes, he, he does his three movies. He sets up the rules really well. And he's like, this is my universe and this is how things work yeah. in my universe and it's consistent um, throughout the movies as well that's important yeah that's yeah. important i think sam yeah i think sam raimi did a good job with that okay so we've got what we have outlined as good superhero movies we've kind of gone from you know 70s to now Shall we get into the meat and potatoes? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Batman Batman Begins came out in 2005. The first Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Batman film, followed up by Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. How do you want to, do you just want to say kind of whether you think it holds up? just to start with, and then we'll just like have a discussion of it. Sure. This one is an interesting one for me because when it first came out, I had very strong feelings about it. Rewatching it. I think it both does hold up and doesn't hold up. I, I don't know that. I don't know that I have a definitive stance on whether I think it holds up as a superhero, good superhero movie. There are elements to me that show yes. And then there are, elements to me that I don't enjoy as a superhero movie. If we're talking about, I have different thoughts of it as, as like a drama action movie, but as a superhero movie, I'm conflicted. Okay. Yes. Okay. I think it mostly holds up. I, in, I've said before on the podcast, I don't like origin stories, just like <laughs> blanket. Yeah. And a lot of the origin stuff in this movie, I don't really like. <laughs> the When they're doing the flashbacks to little Bruce and all that, I'm like, I don't care. You know, <laughs> I just, I don't need to see any of this. I think when I watched the the newest Batman, the Robert Pattinson Batman after this, mm -hmm. and I think they handled that way better in the Robert Pattinson one because they still talk about all of that stuff, but we don't have to see it for like the umpteenth time. Like they it's referenced and you get a sense of like, oh, this informs his character, but it's not just like what annoys me about it is it's just like I know one of the rules of fiction when you're at least when you're writing fiction is always like show don't tell but right. like 
I don't need it shoved in my face. Like, just let me figure out some things about what's informing this character's motivations. Like, don't just be like, this is what this guy's motivation is within like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Like, let me, let there be a little bit of mystery. Let me figure out a little bit like what's going on. I, that that's my feeling about it. I, I don't know. So her, I know this is just my personal opinion about that and, and people will disagree with it, but I don't love that aspect of it. But there are lots of other stuff that I, I do like, like the middle section of the film, I think is the best part with the scarecrow and um, Falcone and that kind of part of the origin where he's like becoming the Batman and like getting all the tech from Lucius Fox, Lucius Morgan Fox, Freeman yeah. and all that stuff. I, I, all that I think is really good. I really like that part of it. And I think that holds up. I think it, it overall holds up. Like I was saying before, in terms of setting the ground rules for what is to come in the next couple movies, I kind of feel like I'm willing to go a little bit easier on it because I know the next movie is so good and i i personally really like dark knight rises too i know that one's like not or is a little bit more controversial than dark knight so i think it holds up overall as a superhero movie and as a kind of drama action even though for me personally in the beginning the flashback stuff i'm like i don't love this mostly it's good is my feeling okay I, I, I do agree with you. I think that I think the middle part of the movie is probably the best, you know, and when the credits roll. Um, so that's great. I, I think that the other two movies set up the role, the rules and the parameters of the universe better than this movie does. I also agree with you that I think that Robert Pattinson's movie, The Batman, also handles his up his origin story in a way less annoying hitting over the head kind of fashion. I found this movie I found this movie to kind of you touched on it a bit here it it kind of you're, you're under the impression that Nolan thinks that his audience is it, they need to be handheld and I don't like that with movies. Whereas in the Batman, there's no handholding here. It's just, yeah, you know, you know why Batman does what he does. So we're just going to move on. Yeah. The amount of flashbacks to Thomas and Martha Wayne being killed, like you said, it's been done for the umpteenth time. We don't need it. I also wasn't, I know this is a bigger topic, but I also just wasn't a fan of him as Batman. And I understand that it's supposed to be an origin story. I get it. And there's a reason why after this movie, I think it was after this movie that all of these college humor started doing these parodies of Christian Bale's Batman as just a complete dumbass. And all of those sketches are phenomenal because, and it hits home. And I think part of why it's so phenomenal is because there is an air of stupidity to the Christian Bale Batman. In Batman Begins, Chris, uh, Bruce Wayne relies almost entirely on Alfred and Lucius Fox for everything. 
He's supposed to be the world's greatest detective, and I understand it's an origin story. However, a lot of what he does relies on these two other men to get him to where he needs to go. And most of the iterations of Batman that I know, Batman is intelligent from the start. Not that Christian Bale's Batman is stupid, but he's just, he's like an average Joe who just has a fuck ton of money. And even him in the beginning when he's like talking to Rachel and and he's trying to be like that asshole billionaire douchebag, I, I just didn't see, there are glimmers of moments where Bruce Wayne is trying to redeem himself to her, but I don't see an overall big arc from him. In terms of her, like that plot line, I think there's, it's more of the Raz al Ghul stuff, which fine, that's probably supposed to be the main part of it, but I felt the stakes were higher for Raz al Ghul and Lucius Fox than they were for Batman in this movie. And so in that sense, I just, in some ways this movie holds up for me. I think like the villain is cool. I think the worlds that they created started to create is, you know, dark and gritty. And it was so different than the other Batmans we had seen. And that was cool. The The action was cool. And yeah, Scarecrow is cool. But I just, I don't think Batman himself holds up as, as the, the, as the, oh, I forgot my thought there. Um, but I don't think Batman, I don't think the Batman holds up as, be, the stakes aren't as high for him. I didn't feel. I think it was more of a collective stakes were high. So I don't, there are some ways I think this holds up as a superhero movie and other ways I don't think it does. That's interesting because, I mean, one of the things that I, there's very few things I think are better in this movie than Dark Knight. But one of the things I think is better is I actually, I like Katie Holmes as Rachel better than I like Maggie Gyllenhaal. In in Dark Knight, I never really liked Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's one of the few things in Dark Knight that I don't like particularly. But I think Katie Holmes is pretty good in this, and I wish she had stuck around for Dark Knight. I don't know why. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming she was just doing something else. I don't know why. I thought she. she yeah, I thought her but, character um, wasn't well reviewed. I feel like it was. A, I don't. Remember. I, I I don't know. I I have no idea. I just. Um, I don't know. I liked her portrayal pretty good. I think she comes across pretty good as the kind of like peppy, but kind of in over her head DA. I think her relationship with Bruce is good. I don't necessarily agree with you about his relationship with her because I I think you see his struggle fairly clearly wanting to sort of reveal himself to her but not being able to and you know they have that thing that they say to each other where it's like it's not what you do oh yeah whatever it's It's not who you are it's what you do who you are yeah it's what you do yeah and i i don't know i think that's i think that's all pretty good and i think that's obviously it's not the main sort of focus of the movie but i think that works Fine. Bruce? Rachel? I'd heard you were back. 
What are you doing? Uh, just swimming. Wow, it is good to see you. You've gone a long time. I know. How are things? Same. Job's getting worse. Can't change the world on your own. What choice do I have? When you're too busy swimming. Rachel, all of all this, it's, it's not me. It's inside. I am. I am more. Bruce, deep down you may still be that same great kid you used to be. But it's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. I don't particularly like the Raz al Ghul stuff that much. I, I think the first third... I don't really like the flashbacks, but I do like the training the with training Razzle part's stuff. Cool. I, I the yeah. training part's cool. I like that the movie just starts with him in like uh Tibet or uh Western China or wherever he is, and they just kind of throw you in. I just wish they had like committed yes. to that. Like, like that's what's great about movies like Raiders of the Lost Ark, where it's just like you just start on an adventure with Indiana Jones and you don't know who this guy is or what his deal is or what's going on. And then you just go on an adventure and then throughout the movie, you discover like what the deal is. And I wish this movie had just committed to that. Like you're just, it's just like, boom, you're in it. And then you don't have to go through all this um, flashback stuff. You're just kind of like discovering through dialogue and different things happening. What is going on? I wish they had committed to that. It's good. I I think for me personally, I think this movie is like one third too long. Like I think Mm. there's like one segment too many because I think it does a really good job setting up why Falcone and the Scarecrow are important and a big deal, particularly Falcone. Like I think it does a really good job of setting up like, okay, Joe Chill killed Bruce Wayne's parents and Falcone is like running the criminal underworld and Bruce Wayne has a lot of like personal stake in that and Rachel has personal stake in that because she's the DA's assistant and like there's all this criminal underworld stuff and and Gordon uh Commissioner Gordon has has stake in that and like that's all tied together in how Gotham is going and Batman kind of inserts himself into that and starts to try to change things and i think that all starts to work really well and then the last third of it i mean they're hinting at it the whole time but then the last third of it when razo ghoul shows up and he's just like oh yeah this is all the league of shadows and we're just doing all this and you know yeah it's a cop- surprise i don't re- i don't really like i i don't think no that i think works. they shit the bed like, with that and you're right that is a good point like I think the other villains in that world, the Falcone world, was well done. Yeah, I think Falcone's yeah. really good. And so yes. is Scarecrow, and they just kind of like blow yeah. him off. Rachel tasers him, and then he comes back in Dark Knight Rises as sort of like a cameo. Yes. You never really get any resolution on, on him. And that, I think, is too bad. 
I I guess, you know, thematically they're trying to tie it all up with Raz al Ghul and like you can see how as a screenplay on paper that yeah. all works. But when you put it together in the film, I don't think it quite comes together. And like, that's kind of the issue that I have with this movie. Cause like most, even though I've said, I don't really love the flashback stuff. I like most of the movie up until that last part when Razo Ghoul shows up. And then I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't, I don't know this it kind of falls off a cliff there at the end for me. I don't, I don't love that last segment. And that's where I think the movie really stumbles. I, I think, but I don't know. I, I, I know you don't, I know I've known for a long time. You don't no. like Christian Bale as that man. I've never really had a problem with him. I think he's pretty good. I mean, he's not no amazing. Like there's nothing. He's not Clooney bad. I will say that he's not Clooney bad. I, it is very believable. I, I like his Bruce Wayne. It is very believable that he's going to walk into a room with two two women on his arms, uh, and you know, be this like playboy phil- philanthropist. Like that's unbelievable to me. Um, you know, a lot of the times in the comics and and in the animated series show, Bruce Wayne plays up being a dick to like really counter the Batman side of him. So in that sense, I think Christian Bale is a good pick for that. I just don't think, I I don't think he does, he does the brooding thing, but I find it's very one note. I don't, I can't stand his Batman voice. His Batman voice, it like, man, what the shit? Um, (laughs) I, I just, yeah, it's never really bothered me. I know oh, people complain about it. So... I've never once when I watch these movies, I I even try to be like, okay, I I'm gonna let this bother me, and then I watch it, and I'm like, I, I eh, doesn't bother I can't me. Do it. So it's... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I think one, I think they shit the bed with Scarecrow. I think Scarecrow is a much stronger and cooler villain than he was given credit for. His his the guy that Killian plays him, Murphy. Killian, is it Killian or Cillian? Killian I don't know Murphy. how to pronounce it. Yeah, is it Killian. His so he's good. so good. Oh. He's here. Who? The Batman. What do we do? What anyone does when a prowler comes around. Call the police. You want the cops here? At this point, they can't stop us. But the Batman has a talent for disruption. Pours him outside, the police will take him down. Go. What about her? She hasn't got long. I give her a concentrated dose. The mind can only take so much. Now, go. I always, his line delivery when, when they're pouring the stuff into the water mains and Batman comes in, he's like, it's the bat. Man, it's such a great line delivery. Yeah. I think about that all the time. It's like probably my favorite line. I think he was he was not you like I think if it's a shame that Ra's al Ghul was was the main focus villain for that movie because I think it could have been a much like Falcone is is a huge part of the Batman of the Gotham villain world, and I just don't think the two of them got as much screen time uh, story time as I think they should have. And I think it would have been really cool if they have delved, if they would have delved in more into that because yeah, Killian Murphy killed it. And 
the the you just see quick glimpses of you know Rachel being gassed and Batman getting gassed and it's it's I just don't think that he's used to his potential and that's a shame because I think the movie had the potential for being you know top tier level but I I think they I think this one falls into not as bad as the Snyder effect, but I think this does fall a bit into the DC problem of trying to do too much and not fleshing everything out properly. Because I think Ra's al Ghul and Batman are the weakest links in these movies, in, in this movie, sorry. And that's where I don't think it holds up. I think Falcone is, yeah, that whole thing was cool. They tied it all in together well. But like I said before, I think the stakes are higher for Lucius and I would say even Alfred, maybe not Alfred, but Lucius and Rachel over Batman. And that's why it doesn't fully hold up for me. I don't, I, I disagree that it's Snyder-esque. I, I think it's not nearly as, I mean, for one thing, it's not like no, four it's hours not, long. Yeah, it's not overly Snyder-esque, but I think it does fall into the, like, DC just continuously has this issue of putting in too much crap and not fleshing everything out. And it's like, this was really convoluted. And wait, what? what's that, though? Where, where did this, what's ending here? What's going, like, I think there's a little bit of things weren't fleshed out well enough. They could have done, things could have been, ironed out a bit better i think because like you said i think it works a lot better on paper than it did on screen and it wasn't bad it wasn't a terrible movie by any means i think you can make the argument that this is maybe christopher nolan's like most straightforward film that he's ever done like in his career like this is the most like beat by beat by the numbers there's no like big twist there's no there's time no jumps there's going no on. like yeah. yeah yeah there's no it's it's very straightforward and i think yeah i think you can look at it on paper as a screenplay and be like oh beat by beat here's the the first section and we lay out the themes and Raz al Ghul and this and that and we get the thing and here's the next section and he learns this and he learns that and he becomes this and he becomes that and then the last section Raz al Ghul comes back and it ties up the themes and all this and all that and kind of see the Christopher Nolan like math equations like yes. it's almost like he sees it like the it's a beautiful like beautiful I was just mind thinking about the beautiful like, mind yeah yeah um <laughs> And yeah, then it doesn't, yeah, like I said, it doesn't totally translate to just a movie yeah. being great, but it's yeah. still pretty good. Like, I, I don't think it's bad by any stretch. Like, I think it's, it's still pretty good. And I think as a kind of prologue stepping stone to what's going to come after, it's definitely it's good. You know, you're setting up all this, you're setting up Batman and commissioner Gordon and getting the, the Batmobile. And, um, you know, I still like it. I, I, I definitely, I watched it and I, by no means was like, Oh, I want to, this is bad. I want to stop watching this. I, I enjoyed it the whole way through. One thing I, I, I did want to say though, and I, I wonder if you agree with this is it feels one of the things I was reading about the new one, the Bat- the Pattinson one, was that people were saying that 
they liked that it really felt like Gotham was like a real place. It had like a real sense of like Gotham being like a very distinct place. Um, and that hadn't happened before in the live action ones, or at least since probably the Michael Keaton ones, because the the Burton ones had their own very distinct yes. vibe. I kind of disagree with that because I think Dark Knight, that's one of the things I really like about that movie is I think it has a really distinct sense of like Gotham as a place. Like I think because they shot that all in Chicago, it really feels like this is a real city. And I think that's one of the great things about that movie is like the tension ramps up from like when it starts to the end credits, it's like a steady ramp and you really get a sense of like the city being a place and like the tension in the city constantly ramping up. And I always thought that that was one of the better things about that movie. But one of the things I thought about begins was you didn't really get a sense of like Gotham being a place that people lived like that. That was what that was kind of tied to what you were saying about like what Christian Bale's deal is like, yeah, you, you get the sense of like, okay, he's motivated because of, uh, you know, his parents' deaths and all that, but who lives in Gotham? Like, <laughs> you, you, you like the little kid, he interacts with the little kid, right. he interacts with Commissioner Gordon, but then, like, what <laughs> is the city? Like, who are the like, who's here? Like, are there people that live? It's all just like he's 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 constantly like Gotham's not beyond saving. It's like, okay, but like, what does that mean? Like, who lives here? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Like, who are you referring to when you say Gotham's not beyond saving? Like, that's what I don't, I don't necessarily get that. Like, that's why when I was saying, like, I love how Wonder Woman is like humanity, like as a whole is screwed up, but it's worth fighting for. Like, I find that to be meaningful. But when Gotham or when Batman is just like Gotham's not beyond saving, I'm like, I don't really even know what that means. Cause I don't know who's like, what, what what is like this abstract idea of Gotham in, in this movie? I think it's better in the other ones, but like, in it this definitely one, is, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah. It's definitely better in the other ones. And I, I totally agree with you. And I didn't think about that until you've mentioned this point, but yeah, Batman's whole thing is that his parents' death has motivated him to wanting to do better for the people in his city, for the people the city that his parents helped, you know, try to make better with, you know, Wayne Enterprise and all that. But you don't get that sense. There is no sense of community in Batman Begins, right? You get Rachel, you get all the villains, you get a nice sense of community from the bad guys. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Um, so, you know, if that's Batman's whole deal there, then sure, because without the villains, then he's just some rich dude twiddling with his thumbs by himself in his big old mansion with Alfred. So sure. But yeah, where are the people? Where are the people besides the, th the three like rich people and Commissioner Gordon's family that you see? You know? You're going to destroy millions of lives. Only a cynical man would call what these people have lie this way. Crime, despair. This is not how man was supposed to live. The League of Shadows has been a check against human corruption for thousands of years. We sacked Rome, loaded trade ships with plague rats, burned London to the ground, 
Every time a civilization reaches the pinnacle of its decadence, we return to restore the balance. Gotham isn't beyond saving. Give me more time. There are good people here. You are defending a city so corrupt we have infiltrated every level of its infrastructure. When I found you in that jail, you were lost. But I believed in you. I took away your fear, and I showed you a path. You are my greatest student. It should be you standing by my side, saving the world. I'll be standing where I belong. Between you and the people of Gotham. No one can save Gotham. I, I think they try point. to... I think that little kid, King Joffrey from Game yeah. of Thrones, that's like their one attempt to be like, oh, people do live here. Yeah. But Look, like it's, Gotham, it, save this He doesn't even kid. end up dealing with that kid. Rachel saves the kid. In yes. The so, uh, I think that there uh, would have been, because also when, when Scarecrow lets everything go in the water system and the whole town is all like under hallucinogenics, you just don't give a crap. Like, I don't I don't necessarily care that all these people are now drugged up and, you know, seeing things. I I don't give a shit because, like you said, who the fuck lives in Gotham? But, you know, and I think, again, that's where they shot the bed a bit, because if the villain was just mainly Scarecrow and Falcone, I think that would have been really cool to, like, really play up how entrenched Gotham is in Falcone's web and how that affects the everyday Gotham Gothamite Gotham yeah. citizen you know and that and then when shit hits the fan and everyone's now hallucinating now you're like oh fuck Gotham what are you gonna do you know like there's just no again the stakes don't feel high enough for batman because he doesn't give a crap about the city because who lives in the city you don't see him there 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 is no emotional connection yet i don't think to gotham right because it sounds like he's because he's been gone for all that time he comes back and then is just starting this whole all right i'll just be this cape crusader vigilante but he doesn't actually spend time in gotham to gain that emotional connection. Whereas I think he has that in dark Knight. It It's like his motivation is, is so personal that even though he's, he's putting words to like, I'm doing this for Gotham. I'm here to save Gotham. It's like, it's self-serving. You're not really though. Yeah. Like, like who, you don't, we don't ever really see any evidence that that's like the case. Exactly. We don't really, like you said, community is a good word. Like we don't ever really have any sense of Gotham as a community. No. So that kind of feels meaningless. I think commissioner Gordon is maybe like the best connection. Cause he, I think it's mostly just because of Gary Oldman. Like he feels so like nice. He's phenomenal. And, um, so you kind of get a sense through him, like, okay, there are people here, but like, it doesn't, it's not enough. It doesn't really work. Yeah. And that could just be an over, I think this is an overall Christopher, no- I think this is a big criticism of him overall is like, he's, he's kind of a cold filmmaker. Like he's very, um, you know, I love Christopher Nolan. Inception is one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. Um, but like, I think that's kind of a valid criticism he's not steven spielberg it's not like 
Yes. You know, rose-colored, emotional. Um, so. And that's fine. If if you're more of a colder filmmaker, that's totally cool. But if we need to give a crap that this entire city is being fucked with, we need to see why we need to give a crap. And I just don't think here that they hit the mark with that. They do that better, like I said, in Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. But in this one, I don't think that they hit the mark with it. Yeah. I mean, especially in Rises. Like I said, I know people don't like it as much as Dark Knight, and I don't think it's as good as Dark Knight, but I really like the Escape from New York-esque vibe in the last part of that eh? movie where the the criminals take over the Gotham Island. And then you you do get a sense of like, okay, people do live in this place because they're uh, like going between the buildings and all that kind of stuff. And the criminals are patrolling like in the houses and whatever. I really like that aspect of that movie. And even in Dark Knight, when they do the, the you know, you've got the criminals in one ship and then the non-criminals Yeah, you see the, the people on the boat. Yeah. yeah, and like they have that choice of, you know, humanity's fucked, but do, is it worth fighting for kind of moment, you know? Like within themselves, they have that. And that you see the people of Gotham and their level of care and the emotional connection there. It's just... You don't you don't have that in begins. Which I like I keep saying, I, I think it's fine as kind of like if you just view it as like this is a prologue to the other ones. You're just setting up <laughs> here's we're setting up the rules and the next couple are gonna be great. And by itself, I think it's a B. Like I'd give it a solid B. I think it's it's a fine movie. I definitely don't hate watching it at all. Like if I was going to do a marathon of the three movies, I would not be like, oh, I want to skip Begins. Right. I'd be like, yeah, sure. I'll, yeah. I'll watch Begins. It's it's good enough. It's, it's, a, it's a good movie by itself. I think there's yeah. plenty of stuff to draw out of it that's cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I'd give it a solid B. All right. Okay. I think I would go C plus B minus like flirts with that line for me. Definitely not in the top tier of like favorite superhero movies, but you know, it's, it's probably in the top third of like favorite superhero movies. When I start thinking about it, I probably like it more than all of the Zack Snyder ones. I probably like it better than like most of the MCU movies. Wow. I mean, being over the Zack Snyder movies, I don't think is a big feat there. Um, Well, I've said this to you before. I personally don't think Ben Affleck is that bad as Batman, even though the Zack Snyder movies are not that bad. He, I think, is kind of similar to Christian Bale, except that, like you were saying, Christian Bale is, is flatter and Ben Affleck is also flat, but like you can see that there's just this like boiling rage beneath it. Like that's his main deal. It's like, he's similar to Bale, except that beneath it, you can see that he's just like, absolutely like a messed up boiling rage machine. Mm. It doesn't come out very often, but that's his like underneath vibe. It's a shame with, with Ben Affleck as Batman, because he's such a huge comic book fan. 
And mm. I think the hopes for him being a good Batman were real high. And when it didn't hit the mark, I think that was a big, that was kind of a big crash and burn, at least in my my mind. Because, yeah, he's such a huge fan and he had wanted to do a comic book movie forever. Well, he'd, done Dare, he'd been Daredevil. Oh, right, Daredevil. But I think, yeah. And I mean, that also was not phenomenal. I, I liked that movie when it came out, but I was like 13 or yeah, like 12 yeah. or whatever. What do you uh, know? I think it was mostly because I like Jennifer Garner. I was like, I want to see that's, Jennifer Garner. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> um, um, yeah. All right. So overall, Batman Begins, not top tier, but not bottom of the barrel. So yeah, I think we're both saying it holds comfortably up. Comfortably in, in the middle. It's not not top tier but i think we're both saying it holds up yeah yeah doesn't yeah doesn't doesn't yeah <laughs> okay well, i guess that's it then i don't know do you have any further superhero thoughts i yeah i will i will stand by my point of i think that superhero movies do need to have some camp in it and if we take the camp out then what is differentiating it between other action movies? I think we need to keep the camp. It doesn't need to be Adam West camp, but I think part of what makes comics so fun is that they are kind of, they are, they're fun. They're campy. And, and I like, I like little, little elements of camp in my superhero movies. I don't want to watch a superhero movie and go, Oh yeah, I could be Batman. Or I, I I could be Gwen Stacy, no problem. I don't want to do that because I don't. I think that's also what separates the action from the superhero genre. Is you you can't. I can't be Wonder Woman. You can't be Batman. It's just no. You just can't. I can't be Buffy Summers. I'd absolutely love to be, but I can't because I'm not the chosen one, Jeff. And no matter how hard I try, I I just can't be Buffy Summers. So, you know, I think there needs to be a distinction of like, you, you can aim to have attributes of these superheroes, which I think is important, but you can't be them. And I don't want filmmakers to continue making them super realistic and attainable because no. I think I kind of part agree with you and part don't like I, I agree with that general sentiment. I am more inclined to say like, I would rather it's hard because all three of the movies I picked as my favorite, like none of them are particularly dark movies, but I still feel like I would rather err on the side of it being a little darker than the mcu like what annoys me about the mcu is like it does there's just no it feels like there's no stakes most of the time i feel like it just doesn't feel like it matters anymore like it's gone on for so long they've done so much stuff it's so quippy and like it's just like even when like the biggest scariest like somebody shows up and is like I'm going to snap my fingers and everybody in the universe, like half the people in the universe are going to disappear. And then somebody like immediately tells a joke and it's just like, (laughs) 
That you know, I, I could use it being a little bit more serious. Than yeah. This, okay, I agree with you in that. Personally. I agree with you on that. I I definitely agree with that. But I think I okay. I think my final thought would be I would love to see superhero movies explore villains that are not the main, the villains that we've all seen. I really liked Pattinson's Batman movie. Except at the end, when they're at that like credit scene, when it's alluded to, it sounds like they're bringing in the Joker. And we've similar with Batman's upbringing. It's guys, it's done. We get it. We, we, we get it. There are so many villains in both the DC and MCU universe that I think deserve films they deserve to be have an audience let's stop with the same villains guys let's tell some new stories please yeah i mean i i definitely agree with that there's for sure like there's so many different things um yeah 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 new stories let's go superhero people I wonder if they really are going to do the Joker. That just seems so... God, I hope not. It just seems like a weird choice. Like, it seems like a, such a strange choice to do that. Because everybody... Like, it seemed like the reviews of the Pattinson Batman movie were, like, good. People liked that movie. Yeah. They liked that it was different. Yep. And then why would you immediately... Why would your next thing be like... There's two iconic portray Like, Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger are both iconic. Like how many times do you have a character like that where there's two iconic portrayals of a character? How are you not putting Mark Hamill in this list? Yeah. Oh, and Mark Hamill. Yeah. So three. So like, what are the chances that you're going to get a fourth? Like, it doesn't seem like it's high probability. Give us more poison Ivy. Give us more poison Ivy. I know that Uma Thurman did it. We could probably do an entire episode on those Joel Schumacher movies. And I think we should, because they're, there's so many thoughts, but let's do poison ivy. Let's do let's do a let's flesh out scarecrow some more. Let's do. I'd like to see Mister Freeze. I think he's fun. Let's do a different Mister Freeze, shall we? Let's do that. Let's give Mister yeah. Freeze a real chance at survival here. Uh, maybe it's just. I don't know. I I don't know what they're doing in the next movie. Maybe they won't do the Joker. Maybe that was just a little. I hope not. Teaser. It it like I said. It seems like a strange thing for them to do. But I don't know. We could talk about that movie in another episode because there's a lot to say about that movie too. I mean, there's a lot to say about all these Batman movies. Yeah. Because I, you know, I I like the Joel Schumacher ones personally. I, I mean, I again, I would not say they are good, but I but enjoy they are fun. them. They are fun to watch. Yeah, I I like Val Kilmer's Batman. I don't like that movie because I don't like Jim Carrey. Ugh. But uh, that's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I guess that's it. I guess that's uh, superheroes. Batman Begins. What and, are your um, take on superhero movies? Email us at. Uh, popcorn cinema pod at gmail.com let us know what you think if you have any favorite superhero movies if you want to tell me that resident evil 3 is not a superhero movie <laughs> which it definitely is 
definitely is. Mm-hmm. Email us and uh, we'll be back next time with another discussion of, I don't know, something, <laughs> some, some movie. Some movie we either like or don't like and see how that one goes. Yep. Yep. Until next time. Keep watching movies. I don't know what you're talking about, dude.